You are listening to the Star Coach Podcast with Meg Rentschler, episode 116. So we wanted to focus coaching strictly on leaders that were doing well and could be identified for growth. So we included coaching in our high potential programs for the mid-level as well as for our executives. Mm-hmm. And then we also include a coach for every new executive that we hire. We have a 12-month onboarding program, and part of that is six months of executive coaching. So we have very targeted uses of coaching so that we use those dollars wisely. And we will coach a leader to coach somebody on a performance improvement plan, but we won't give that person a coach. Welcome to Star Coaches, the show for professional coaches that brings you coaching strategies, tools, and resources. Whatever your focus or niche, take a front seat weekly as industry leaders, decision makers, and innovators share their wisdom and expertise on the ins and outs of successful coaching. Now join your host, Meg Rinchler, as she connects you with your star coaching potential. Hello, and welcome back to the show. I am delighted to have you here. I'm your host, Meg Rentschler, and if you happen to be not returning to the show, but this is your very first visit to the show, I want to warmly welcome you and hope that you find value not only in today's show, but in the treasure trove of shows that we have prior to this and that you become a regular listener and come visit us every week as we explore different strategies, tools, and resources that benefit us as professional coaches. Now, what we're going to do today is revisit an interview from early on in the show. And we're doing that for a couple reasons. First of all, when Dr. Lisa Reynolds, the VP of Talent Management at Christus Health, when she gave her interview, they had recently won the PRISM Award for excellence in how they use coaching in their organization. And she brought such incredible information about how they are leveraging coaching at Christus in a way to highlight their employee strengths and to to maximize what the organization can do, how the organization and the people work so well together, uh, and how their coaching initiative within their organization has just taken it to a whole new level. She does such a nice job sharing information around the return on investment and what the organization has gained that I thought it was well worth another listen. Also, as many of you know, I had a family emergency in December. It has just kind of knocked my feet out from under me a little bit. So as I get my feet back under me and get all this incredible lineup ready for you for 2019, it's well worth a re-listen to my interview with Dr. Lisa Reynolds. So let's go there. And then next week, we will have a brand new episode. Let me take you to our interview that was originally aired in November of 2016 from episode six with Dr. Lisa Reynolds. Good morning, Lisa. I want to welcome you to Star Coaches this morning. Good morning, Meg, and thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. I had the honor of hearing your presentation 
as you won the PRISM Award, you just brought a wealth of information about what Christus has done with coaching. And I'm wondering if you could share with us what's motivated Christus to have a coaching initiative? Sure. You know, it really has been a journey for us, but I think that the continued motivation is that we find that coaching is the most effective way to increase leader effectiveness for those people we've identified as our high potential leaders and we want to create successors and develop people so they don't leave. A coach really helps hardwire key behaviors we need our key leaders to have and just that safe, trusted thought partner for those leaders so they feel safe and can be vulnerable and really work on those behaviors to really increase them. Excellent. How long has Krista's had a coaching program? We've had coaching in place since 2007. Back in 2006, we realized we were pretty good at mid-level leadership development, but really didn't have anything for our executives. And so we worked with a management consulting firm that put together a a year-long program for our high-potential executives, and coaching was part of that program, and we'd never used coaches at Christmas before. And so the HR vice president and myself got really interested in what is this coaching and how do we manage it and how can we use more of it. So that's what got us interested in it. And we've just been tweaking it and enhancing it since 2007 when we implemented coaching. What kinds of tweaks and enhancements? Well, we had some great learning early on. A lot of people in our early coaching initiatives felt like they were more in therapy than coaching. Mm. And we also used coaching for those executives kind of as a last-ditch effort to save them. So let's fix the problem. Mm-hmm. And that just didn't work. And coaching got a reputation for if you got a coach, you're going to be fired. So nobody wanted a coach. I can understand that, yeah. And our HRVP and myself actually got certified as a coach. And the more we learned about it, the more we changed it. So we wanted to focus coaching strictly on leaders that were doing well and could be identified for growth. So we included coaching in our high potential programs for the mid-level as well as for our executives. Mm-hmm. And then we also include a coach for every new executive that we hire. We have a 12-month onboarding program, and part of that is six months of executive coaching. So we have very targeted uses of coaching so that we use those dollars wisely. And we will coach a leader to coach somebody on a performance improvement plan, but we won't give that person a coach. So how has that focus and shift for you changed the culture and the perception of the culture of coaching at Christus. Yeah, it's so good now. Um, The shift, you know, did take some time, but now we have people saying, you know, I heard about so-and-so's coach and I want one. How do I get one? I want to get in this program so I can have a coach. And people really see coaching as such a gift to them. And we have people waiting at the doors that want coaching. So that we think that's the biggest sign that coaching is perceived differently. Oh, that's really exciting. And I do tell the executives that I work with, what an incredible compliment that your company is investing in you and has such belief in you. Because it is. It's an honor to be chosen for coaching. And I love the fact that you've got people now lining up saying, you know, I want a coach rather than, oh, no, what do you mean you're giving me a coach? So how is a candidate chosen for coaching? You've talked a little bit about the high potential and onboarding. Can you tell me a little bit more about who's chosen? Sure. 
So on our top, probably our top 250 leaders are on our executive tier of benefits. And so anytime we hire a new executive, that person automatically gets a coach. And then we also do talent reviews and succession planning. So anytime an executive is named as a successor for a C-suite position, we immediately get them a coach and a development plan in place so that when we have an opening, they're ready to go. And we've been able to place three CEOs in our regional markets internally, which we really feel probably saved us close to $900,000 in search fee costs. Wow. Yeah. And then also, if we have a high potential leader that's doing well, except for maybe one behavior, they may be overusing a strength, we'll bring in a coach or do one of our internal coaches work with them to balance that behavior. But it's not because they're on a performance improvement plan. They're really doing well. They just need some fine-tuning. Excellent. So you brought up an interesting point there. Well, you brought up a couple that, you know, I'm juggling what to go with first. But what you said, uh, we'll either bring in an external coach or use one of our internal coaches. How do you help make that decision? Yeah, it's a great question. For our chief executive officers in our regional markets, We really feel they need an outside coach so they feel safe that the conversations they have are from an objective third party. Mm -hmm. But for other positions, we look for a best match. I kind of get a sense of who will work well with who. And so we probably use 40% internal and 60% external. And when you say an internal coach, are those people dedicated to actually coaching within Christus or are they people who have other jobs but they also coach? There are people that have other jobs and they also coach. And right now, though, they are within our Talent Management Center of Excellence. We are thinking about can we get some other leaders certified that are even outside of HR. We think that would be a great benefit and retention strategy. How nice that you have both the internal resources and the external resources that you can access. How are your internal coaches trained? We were very intentional about coach training, whether we're using an external coach or an inside one. And mm-hmm. We require our internal coaches to go through an ICF-accredited coach training program because those are the only coaches we'll use from the outside as well. We really feel that credential brings rigor and integrity and ethics to those coaches. So we require that from our internal as well. That's really to be commended. Look a little bit. So you said that one of your requirements, when you're kind of looking at who might we use to work with these incredible resource of the people that we have in our organization, how do you go about choosing the kinds of coaches that you bring in on an external basis to work with your people? I would say it's a little bit of science and art. So we look for, do they have the ICF credential, look at their experience, What did they do before they went into coaching? What will they be bringing with them? A lot of it, though, is the fit with our culture. Christus is a very relationship, service-based healthcare system, and so we need to have coaches that fit in well with our culture through interviewing and looking at their resume and talking with them. I get a sense if they will work or not. That just makes so much sense because ultimately coaching is a relationship business and not only a relationship one-on-one with your people, but somebody who works within the value system and the culture that Christus brings. Yeah, they really are representing us with our leaders. Exactly. And I once again kind of commend that your level of commitment to that because it comes through very clearly as you talk about your commitment not only to the program but to your people. 
So, Speaking of your people, do you have a success story that you might be able to share regarding how coaching really brought the kinds of benefits that you're talking about to a particular person, to the organization as a whole? I do, and, and if it's okay, I have a couple that come Oh, that would be wonderful. <laughs> Stories are wonderful. Yeah. One of the young leaders in our Leadership and Ethics Academy, which is our high potential program for mid-level leaders, in that program, each leader has to take on an individual project to learn something new outside of their scope of responsibility. So this leader, who was the wellness director for the state of Louisiana, had to develop a clinic for the indigent in Louisiana and get it up and running in 83 days. Wow. Because the charity system was going away in Louisiana and if hospitals got a clinic up running, they had some state funds that they would get to help with that. And with the help of his coach and through what he was learning in the academy program, he was able to successfully get that up and running and then he was then promoted in the position to run the clinic without being clinical himself because of how well he did. How neat. And boy, talk about a hard stop. We definitely have to have this up because the state isn't going to budge on this. And he rose to the occasion with his coach. He did. And he was able to present that to our HR committee of the board. They wanted to know how the program went and was there any stories to share about success. So to hear him presenting that to the board, it was just so fulfilling. What a great story. Thank you for sharing that. And you said you might have another? Yes, we had an executive leader, a very strong female, that felt it wasn't appropriate to share emotions or be vulnerable, and she had some really sharp edges, and with the help of her coach, she went from somebody in her office that was crying, and she would say, why are you crying, (laughs) To, to being able to recognize you have to acknowledge those emotions and connect with people, and she said... She really thinks the coaching helps save her marriage as well. And so we feel like we're not only impacting their professional life, but their personal life as well. Because none of us are in a vacuum. That's right. And I love to hear you saying that, coming from a corporation that, well, and obviously a very people-based corporation, but that you know, sometimes I'll hear as I'm going in for a coaching engagement, well, we only want you to focus on the business goals and we only, you know, we're sponsoring this person and we strictly want focus to be on business goals. And I understand that the other side of that is we're whole people and any of us who have issues dragging us back from other areas of our life or by focusing on those business areas that it's not going to also go to other areas of our life, it's screening out a whole lot of potential, I think. So to hear you say, as somebody coming from the company, it's so exciting that this has also helped her marriage because I would assume that that just kind of helped her across the board in being a happier, more fulfilled, and probably, therefore, more productive human being for you. Right. And what is so fortunate for the organization I work for, you know, Christus Health being a Catholic faith-based, the Catholic tradition is that fulfillment is most important, so we get to focus on the whole person, and we really emphasize that with our coaches as well. Well, those were two fabulous stories, and fabulous because they brought in so many different elements of what coaching can do that as your people are kind of open to the coaching and partner with their coaches and open up maybe some even vulnerability in that, how much they can grow in their leadership. Yes. It's so fulfilling to hear the stories for me. 
Oh, I bet it is. And do you get the opportunity, Lisa, to coach as well? I know you said you're certified as a coach. Yes, I do, and I love it. It's probably the most favorite part of my job, so I'm glad I get to do it. I wish I could do more. The good thing is, though, I get to do it. I'm glad you get to do it as well, because you're right. There's something incredibly invigorating about coaching as well, isn't there? There is, yeah. Yeah. You were talking earlier, as of course my ears perked right up, in the amount of money that you saved by not having to hire a recruitment firm, not having to bring people from the outside in. Can you talk a little bit more about different kinds of returns on investment that you've seen from your coaching initiative? Sure. And it's very important that we track that so we continue to get the senior level buy-in for our coaching program. So I can't stress that enough for people that are thinking about coaching or how they can enhance it. Mm-hmm. Our chief operating officer is actually our biggest champion of coaching, and he's the one that asked if we would start the assimilation program that included the six months of coaching for every new executive. And in our first year of that program, we reduced executive turnover 46%, which we calculated as a $4 million savings. Wow. That's pretty significant. It's expensive to train people and bring them on and then not have them stay. It is. And then also with our Leadership and Ethics Academy, the mid-level program, we do a 360 at the beginning of the program, and at the end, we do feedback on just the competencies that they were working on in their development plan, and 100% of the participants had an increase in effectiveness of those competencies through that. A hundred percent. Wow. So what does that, how does that translate for you? It translates several ways. First, the leader has more confidence. Mm-hmm. They see that they're improving. And then who they report to sees that they're improving, so their leader has more confidence in them as well. It also creates more engagement with their team because they're a more effective leader. So not only is the leader's commitment and engagement with the organization higher, so is their team. So it should help with retention of the whole team and the leader. What has retention looked like with these initiatives? We specifically measure in our Leadership and Ethics Academy. It's in December. And through all our graduates, we measure promotion and retention. So it's a 36% promotion rate of those graduates and an 81% retention rate. So we think that's pretty good. You think 81% might be pretty good? (laughs) Yes. After that investment, we want them to stay. Right. But 81%, that's really fun. And you said that's a 10-year study of data? Yes. Wow. Lisa, you just get me all pumped and excited, just like I was when I heard you talking at the PRISM event about the way that your company and with leaders like you who are so invested have really created an environment where your people can shine and coaching can shine because of the partnership. What other kinds of things do you think, you know, obviously there's that partnership and that being able to work together. What other things do you think just kind of inherently being a coach, the coaching is bringing? I think it's leveraging our culture. I talked about how relationship and service-oriented we are. So Mm -hmm. I think when people see that relationship with a coach and can help them better experience the culture and articulate it, it's just that that relationship between the coach and the coachee, just it cements everything we're about. I don't know if that makes sense. It makes perfect sense. And what I'm almost seeing is an additional glue to cement and bring things together. I love the idea of increased confidence, certainly when we're 
seeing that our responses from other people are improving and we're able to focus. How often do we go through life just kind of going wherever the demands are versus getting a focused, concentrated plan to really look at the things that would benefit us and others from focusing on? Life certainly is full of demands and being able to partner with somebody to get really clear about the best direction to move in is, you know, you hear the excitement because it really is a benefit I wish everyone could have access to. Right. And I think one other thing, because the coachee is so used to getting feedback from a coach that it's helping us become more of an organization that has a culture of feedback. People crave that feedback. So when they're done with coaching, they'll ask for it or they'll say, can I give you some feedback? So I think that is just a wonderful side effect as well. Those are the kinds of things that benefit. You might not be able to get a firm data on them, but just knowing that it, you feel it and you experience it within the culture. Yeah. And then another thing I just thought of that coaching has brought us is, you know, leaders say, I want to be able to have these same coaching skills that we were able to implement across the whole system, conversation training around a specific coaching model that all leaders could use to coach their team. So even though they're not a trained certified coach, they have a coaching toolkit they can pull from. Which is incredibly valuable as well. And that they want that is exciting. That they're saying, I want to be able to really kind of use coaching as part of my leadership. Yeah, and to say, wow, I've been doing it wrong for so many years. I've been giving advice instead of asking questions. When we can help people learn the value of staying curious, I think the whole world becomes our oyster. I do too. It was your COO who really campaigns the program, correct? Correct. And that's a gentleman? Yes. How did he become invested in or kind of your champion of the process? The good thing is he has experienced coaching himself before he came to Christus. Okay. So when he first got here, he wanted to know about how we use coaching at Christus. And he met some of our coaches. He talked with me. And he said, I've seen organizations use coaching this way with new leaders. Let's think about it. And then when it happened and it's working, he just loves it. And so it's so critical to have a top-level leader who can speak to coaching and support it. He brings together all our regional CEOs once a month. It's called our Operations Leadership Group. And he Mm -hmm. says, you will support all your new C-suite team members getting a coach. I expect you to support this. So it's so valuable to have that. Oh, incredibly valuable. And the other thing that you said that I think is valuable for everybody to really hear and think about is you never know when you coach someone how much of a ripple effect you're going to have. So your COO came to the organization, obviously having had a good experience with executive coaching. And that led, I mean, that might not be the only element that led to this, but you now have this advocate at the C-suite for coaching to the level that he's almost not demanding, but saying that this is, is going to happen. This is the level of my efficacy for this. And if we kind of trace that back, that might be able to be traced back to an excellent experience in being coached. So I want all of us to think about the impact that we can have when we truly put our heart and soul and energy into our clients and helping them get to the place that they want to be because who knows what kind of ripple effect that's going to have across an organization. That's such a key point, Meg, and I know you probably heard this quote at the PRISM Award, but I think it's pertinent to our call today, if you don't mind me reading what he says about coaching. 
That would be wonderful. Uh, Jean says, too often organizations use coaches to correct performance issues. Our approach is to get upstream of any potential issues and leverage the strengths a new leader brings to drive organizational change. We view our intentional use of coaching to assimilate new leaders as an investment in the future of our organization. He's a keeper. He is, yes. Very blessed to have him. And he's very blessed to have you kind of leading up this initiative. Lisa, I could probably talk to you for days, although I know you're a very busy lady and you can't talk to me for days. Is there anything we'd just like to add about the coaching initiative, about Christus itself, anything that you want to bring forward as we bring the interview to a close? Yes, I'm thinking about that question. I would just say if you're a coach or if you're someone in the organization with the coaching program, just know that it's a journey. It's a learning process. It took us several years to get here, and we had some big hiccups along the way. So we need to be easy on ourselves and forgive ourselves and just realize it's learning and enjoy the journey and the impact that we're having on people. It really, I believe, is sacred work. What a wonderful way to close out our interview. Lisa, I want to once again thank you for taking the time to share your expertise and the whole process that Christus uses with their coaching initiative and being willing to take that time because those are nuggets of wisdom and incredible data that you've gathered that people need to hear. Thank you so much for taking the time to be willing to share that with us. It was my pleasure. I thoroughly enjoyed our conversation. I just loved that interview with Lisa because it highlights so well the value that coaching brings and how when we have a champion for the coaching and a shared vision, coaching can just impact an organization so much. So I want to once again thank Dr. Lisa Reynolds for joining us, even though she um, did that interview with me a couple of years ago. If you want to be certain that you never miss one of our shows, please be sure to subscribe. You can do that at starcoachshow.com. And also, if you're enjoying the show, if you could leave a rate and review, I would very much appreciate that. Every positive rate and review we get increases the visibility of the show. And as I've been reaching out to new guests for our 2019 lineup, more and more of the guests are saying that they're familiar with our show and that they enjoy the show. And that is exciting to hear because couple years ago when I started this show, obviously no one knew the show. And now as I reach out to people when they say, oh yes, I know the Star Coach show and I'm a fan, that is really exciting to hear. So if you know of somebody who would get value from our show, please share the links and let them know what we're doing each week on the Star Coach show. So until next week, this is Meg Rentschler wishing you the very best for your coaching success. Come on back next week and we will continue the party. Take care.